He's the whole reason that we are here today. He's the reason that we are alive today. He's the reason that we can go to the ends of the earth and share about His victory. He's worthy of our applause. You may be seated. Thank you. Am I going to start first? <laughs> may I be seated? You may be seated too. I won't take long because we're in a limited time. There would be so much to tell about what Christ is doing in the world and particularly in the region that we are in, in uh, Southeast Asia and specifically in Thailand. And just want to congratulate you, Port City Church. Once upon a time, I think you were called Gladstone Christian Church or something. I can't remember your, Gladstone was the name. And uh, we came here more than 27 years ago, and I think we sat somewhere on that side. And we uh, shyly um, greeted the pastor Ian Jack here at the time. And he decided, as a church, you decided to send us off to Thailand. And we just want to thank you for that. You have been exceedingly faithful throughout all those years. So when you look at look around you and you see the number of people that are in this church, I want to encourage you This is not the size of your church because you have extended your borders all the way to other nations, to the ends of the earth. I know Margaret um, Pashley has been supported uh, from this church and sent from this church once upon a time, I believe, and is doing an incredible work in Philippines. And there are other ministries that you have been supporting over the years. And we consider ourselves privileged and honored to be counted as one of those people that you have sent out. Before anything else, I just want to read from Romans chapter 10, something that um, may stir your heart and my heart again this, this very moment. It says in Romans chapter 10, verse 13, For anyone who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ will be saved. But then verse 14 says, But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? And then something beautiful, and you might want to look at your own feet right now. This is what the scriptures say. How beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. I want to congratulate you as a church and thank you for having beautiful feet because you have chosen to be a church that goes and sends, sends and goes, because the reality is that we cannot go unless you send. And you cannot send unless somebody goes. Isn't that right? And I believe that even in this room today, there are people whose hearts are being stirred. God wants to use you as a person who has beautiful feet, who's a carrier, a messenger of what was done over 2,000 years on Calvary when Jesus cried out, it is finished. And he completed the work for you and me and for the multitudes in this world right now who do not know about his saving grace. 
And He wants to speak to your heart and my heart. He wants to stir us once again to be those people who will send, be those people who will go. We need both of those. And as a messenger, as a goer or a sender, it is not just about sending somebody off, but it is to be somebody who prays and encourages someone like Alice Marbeck. And I want to thank you. I was so delighted to see you here this morning. I can't believe that at your age, you look like a young lady still. For years, our sister Alice would write letters to us and ask for how we are going, speak words of encouragement to us. And there are so many others here. You've done the same and you've gathered together in groups to pray. Pray for us so that we would make that message clear to the people. You've been praying for the harvest. You've been believing for the harvest. And today here we are excited because we can come here in person to tell you that the harvest is coming in. It is being brought in. People are hearing the good news. God is giving us creative ideas. That's what Holy Spirit does when He lives in us. He gives us creative ideas and ways to reach people. It's not just about preaching the Word, but it is about living alongside people and revealing the love of Jesus through our lives to them. That's what you saw in that video clip, but by the way, was made by one of the people in your church. I don't know if you are here today. You are. And I cannot remember your name. Shannon, thank you so much. You visited in person. You took that video. And, and uh, that was just a snippet of what is happening. You saw pictures of a, a place that used to run as a prostitution place, a brothel, where people's lives were being destroyed. Young girls were being destroyed. Today, that same place, we call it the River Center. And it is a place where people are coming to know Jesus Christ. Our team goes out every week into the communities, into homes, into the byways and the highways, into places that nobody goes. And they love people there. They wash elderly who nobody takes care of them. We don't have social services like you have here. We go to homes of children whose moms and dads have died of HIV AIDS, kids that are uh, um, addicted to uh, pornography from a very young age who are, are into all these games and, and you name it, things, drugs are big there. Prostitution starts from a very young age in a child's life. And we have the opportunity, we have the privilege to go into those places and to love those people, to wash them, to take care of them. We also connect with schools and, and universities, people at different levels because Holy Spirit gives us creativity in how to be the, the representatives, the ambassadors of Jesus in those places. I don't have time to go and share too much here now, but the work that start, we started, we had the privilege of being part of right from the 27 years ago, has now spread across the nation of Thailand, which is about 68 million people now. Only 0.5% call themselves any kind of Christian there. So you understand that there is still a great deal to be done. But there is a church 
And there are many churches in Thailand. Please understand, we're not the only people who are working there. But in our patch, we have seen churches being birthed out of, in the communities in Northern Thailand, in many places on the mountains, in Bangkok, in the southernmost part of Thailand, amongst people who, who worship uh, spirits, they worship idols. They also worship a God that they cannot reach. God cannot hear, who cannot feel, a God who cannot see. But that's the only gods that they know about because they have yet to hear the good news. But the church is being birthed in there. And uh, you saw pictures of the, of the young people, people worshiping God. That's from the River Church. And that River Church in Chiang Mai, Northern Thailand, has become ascending church. They are also doing their part to have the beautiful feet. And so from the Chiang Mai church, we have started the work in southernmost part of Thailand amongst the um, 85% uh, Muslim area. And God has given us creative abilities on how not to go there to push a new religion, but how to love people, how to be the kind of ambassadors that Jesus has called us to be. And those people are saying, how can you worship God the way you do because we pray every day but we cannot reach Him. How do you do it? And we have an opportunity to tell them about Jesus who cried out, it is finished. It is completed. Now go out and tell them, I will put my spirit in you. You will have the power that I have and you will be able to be witnesses in every part of the world that I sent you. So I bring you greetings from Thailand And uh, Pastor Eric is going to take on from here. I wish I had more time to tell, but I don't. So I'm going to control myself and stop it here. Can I get you all to stand up and give the biggest applause to Jesus right now? Let's do it together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. So good morning. Uh, you may be seated. What an honor to be here this morning. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you for having us. Thank you for supporting us. We are so honored to be part of this part of Australia, the port city. And our journey started, like Mariana said, 27 years ago. And the journey is continuing And it, uh, gone, it goes from generation to generation. And that's what we're seeing in this church. And that is, is what is happening also in Thailand. And so uh, it's a privilege to share something that God has put in my heart uh, for you. I believe I've, I'm carrying a message and it's burning be, uh, in my spirit. So I won't talk about other things before I share what God has put in for me. Can you put your hand on your heart and say, this is for me? This is for me. And uh, by the way, uh, before I go any further, uh, tell your neighbor that guy is a little bit different. He is not like the normal guys that we see here. You must remember that I am not from any one culture. I was born in Sweden, grew up with Finnish parents, grew up in many nations. And uh, for the last 27 years, I've been in 
Thailand. And uh, before that, we lived in Australia. So what culture am I? I have no idea. So uh, you can uh, say that he doesn't know how we do it in Port City. I do not have Port City culture. So if you don't understand something, let it just slip by and forget it, okay? But we do things very differently in Thailand, so if I do something very differently, just uh, chill and go with the flow, and we're gonna see God do something incredible. This is for me, this is for you, this is for us. For I believe this is a year of breakthrough in your life. For I believe that God is going to do something that no man can do, and no man has ever been able to do in your life, because this year is a year of breakthrough in your personal personal life, in the things that you have struggled in your life, in the things that have held you back, in the things that have caused you to carry like a big weight or like a big, uh, uh, those, um, what do you call those chains behind you and you have been trying to get set free from that and you have wanted to run but you have been unable to run. But the Lord would say to you today, this is a year of your breakthrough, of your personal breakthrough because the Spirit of God is moving in a new way and He's saying to you, I your year has come, your time has come so that you can break forth and break out from everything that's holding you back because this is your year of breakthrough. This is your year of moving forward in what God has for you. It's a year of breakthrough. But it is not only a year of breakthrough, it is a year of leaving the past behind, the disappointments behind, the hurt behind, the unforgiveness behind, the, the, the low self-esteem behind, the thinking that I cannot ever amount to much behind. It's a year of breakthrough to think in a new way because God wants to do something new in His church amongst His people. It is a year of breakthrough, but the year of breakthrough will lead to a decade of breakthrough where you, when you have a breakthrough, you become fruitful for it is a double-folded thing. First, I'm going to see you break through and then I'm going to see you start breaking through into the lives of those who are lost. It is a decade of breakthrough where you will do and bear fruit like you have never borne fruit before because I am your God. I am with you for you shall walk into that breakthrough because I will break you through from the past so that you can enter into the church into the new that I have for my church for I will do great things you have heard this before but know that I am a God who lives in seasons and this is the season to see the church flourish and you will be part of it. Do not say that I cannot do it. Do not say I don't have the skill sets. Do not say that it is impossible because I am with you and I am in, uh, residing inside of you and through me you can do all things for I have prepared your life for a day as this, for a season as this. This is the, your year of breakthrough. This is your decade of seeing you bear much fruit. For many of you have desired to bear much fruit. And you say, Lord, when will I bear fruit? And it seems like it had tarried. It seems like it has never come. No, this, my children, the season is here. I am bringing you forth into a season of fruitfulness where you will be part of building what I am building. My children, I build my church. You are that church. But I desire that my church will grow and be established and change 
total communities, total cities for my kingdom's sake. This is the decade. This is your decade. This is our decade to see God move through his church. Father, I pray that this word will burn into our spirit. That we don't take this word as just a word. Yeah, a nice word again. But we say, Lord, I own this word. This is for me. This is for my life. This is for my future. I want to see a breakthrough in my life so that I can bear much fruit in the future. A decade of fruitfulness. I thank you. Something marvelous is happening. The Spirit of God has just come into this place. I see uh, like a cloud upon this place. And this might be different now, but I'm going to ask you all to stand up. I'm going to ask you all to stand up. Would you raise, if you feel comfortable, raise your hands towards heaven. Even now, the healing power of God has just entered into this room. There's a healing power for you right now. If you struggle physically, emotionally, mentally, the healing power of God is in this room. Receive what He has for you. Receive the healing. If you, if you struggle with addictions, the world seems to be addicted to everything and anything. If you struggle with addictions in the name of Jesus Christ, I speak healing. I speak deliverance as we start entering into a whole new decade in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father, that the Spirit of God does not only hover upon us, but it lives within us. Father, let us walk in such a way that the Spirit of God enable us, enables us to walk in your ways, to walk in your power and authority. I thank you that this church will walk in power and authority like it has never seen before. Father, I thank you for deliverances. I thank you for healing. I thank you for new birth in this church. Things that have never been dreamt of. I thank you that they will be part of everyday norm of this church as Gladstone is about to be changed by the power of the Holy Spirit that resides in you. For this is for you, says the Lord Almighty in Jesus' name. For I've called you to bear that fruit. I thank you, Father, for what you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So when something burns in my spirit, I have to release it, okay? So I hope that's okay with you guys. Anyway, if it's not, you still got it. And uh, so uh, uh, we love Australia and um, we still call Australia home. And, uh, but we also love Thailand. I looked at those pictures and oh, I want to go back. <laughs> and we will go back soon. And uh, you know, in, uh, in Hangdong today, uh, which is Chiang Mai, there will be uh, about 70 kids in the front there worshipping God and the church is to get together there with lots of young people there and a whole new generation is birthing, being birthed there. Together we can do it. Because this, and in Bangkok and in the South, do you know that the next generation needs fathers and mothers? 
We'd never become too old. I thank God for that. I'm one of those grain nomads, except I don't have a four-wheel drive or a caravan. And so, and I still feel pretty young. So I'm, I decide to stay in Thailand for a, for a season still with uh, my very young wife. By the way, when I go anywhere, they always say, oh, you brought your, 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 uh, your daughter with you. Where's your wife? And that's what happens often because she looks so young. Uh, I've looked after her well. <laughs> anyway. So change is happening. Even today, the Word of God is happening. So how do we embrace that change? Because when change happens, we become the catalyst for change. When something happens, we, we change. When somebody's healed, let's say there's somebody in a wheelchair and they get healed, they all of a sudden, their life has changed totally. Now they can walk. Now they can do what they never was able to do. And they become a catalyst of change. They carry that change with them. Correct? They carry that with it. And every one of you here, you carry a change with you. When Christ entered your life, uh, you started to carry a change with you. You became a carrier of His presence. You are called to be a catalyst for change. Because if Christ lives in you, we become the catalyst for change. We, be we start living a new life. We don't live the old life anymore. So we are called to be catalysts for change. And even in this decade, I believe it's the most crucial decade we have ever lived uh, in the breakthroughs to see the church break through into areas it has never broken through and make a difference and make a change. So we become catalysts of change. The dictionary says that a person who is a catalyst, uh, that's you, that's me, that's us. A person is a catalyst. It's a person who brings about an event or change. A person who is a catalyst, talks. Uh, my wife is a catalyst. She talks. Not a lot, but what she means she talks, it changes me. And she's been changing me for 20, no, 40 years now. And I am who I am because of my wife. Because she's been changing me. Every day she changes. She's a catalyst for change. She, she tells me how I need to do some things. And everyone who's married says Amen. Amen. Yeah, okay, good. I'm with you. So a person who's a catalyst talks, but they don't only talk. They are enthusiastic about what they talk. They talk. There's something catching in their life. There's something that draws other people to them. They become catalysts. Wow, wow, they talk. Well, what's going on in their life? And you want to be around them. They become a catalyst for change. A person who's a catalyst, they have energy. They have energy that causes other people to take notice. Wow, how come that person has so much energy? And uh, what, what's, what, what's the thing in them? People come and say to me, wow, how old are you? I say, I'm 64. I'm still very young. And if I live in Australia, they said I, I should... Uh, uh, go on a pension soon. But, you know, um, I'm in Thailand. We don't have pensions in Thailand, so that's a good thing. But, that, you know, uh, the energy that I have is not a normal energy. That's the energy that I have. Is uh, I'm energized by the Spirit of God. It gives me uh, energy that you would not normally have. It brings excitement to me. I'm here excited because my mind is thinking, wow, out of this church, uh, the generation will rise up that will touch this city and touch cities of the world. That's why I'm so excited because I can see it already. I cannot see it physically, but I see it spiritually. Something energizes those who are a catalyst for change. 
They become more friendly or a catalyst for change. This is from a dictionary. You can look it up. They are more enthusiastic. People who are bring change, they are more enthusiastic. They tend to talk enthusiastically. Maybe not like me, and, uh, but they are enthusiastic. And they tend to be so energetic that they cause a change. And I believe the church is called to become a catalyst for change. A catalyst for change, when you talk about a catalyst, it's in, uh, in the science, it's something that changes the world around it, but itself, they say the chemical does not change. We have something that never changes. Jesus Christ in us. He has changed us so that we can be the catalyst for change in Port City. So that Port City will come to know Jesus. Last time I was here, I walked into the city with Pastor James and we were handing out water bottles, you know, uh, people coming from pubs and, oops, there goes the water bottle. And we're handing out uh, because uh, they've been drinking and they forget to drink water. And, and so they dehydrate and we're handing out water bottles. It's being a catalyst for change. But there's so much more that we can do. There's so much more you can do in your workplace. There's so much more you can do in your school. There's so much more that you can do uh, in uh, wherever you are, wherever you go. You're a catalyst for change. So how does that change? How, how does that happen in my life? Um, and uh, even myself, I always say, God, I want more. I, I, I want to. I want to be. I want to bring more change to the world that I'm around. Uh, live in because Thailand is a dark country. It's so many ways. But I want to be a catalyst for change in the communities, in the cities, in the places that I go. Lord, help me to be a catalyst like you, Jesus, were. You never changed, Jesus, but you caused change wherever you were. And so I want us to look in the Word of God, uh, Romans 12, verses 1 to 2. It's in the Message Bible. Um, you know, some people get uh, stuck up on what version uh, we use. We try to use the simplest version that brings out the meaning. And so often we go to the Message Bible because we are in Thailand and uh, we don't have many translations and uh, the language is very difficult to bring spiritual, uh, uh, spiritual truths to the nation. So we try to use the easiest, simplest form of uh, bringing it out. So, so it says, so here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Here's what I want you to do. Uh, this is what God wants you to do. But we need His help. Yes, everybody, anybody agree? Yes, three people agree. Thank you. Uh, take your everyday life. Anybody living an everyday life? Anybody going to get up tomorrow morning? Yeah, one person's getting up, uh, the others are sleeping in tomorrow. Anyway, take your everyday life, your ordinary life for sleeping. Anybody going to sleep tomorrow, tonight? Yeah. Uh, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. 
For us to become a catalyst of change, we say, God, use me. Let's put it in another word. My life is yours now. It is not mine anymore. About 29, uh, 30 years ago, I was uh, driving home one night. We had lost all our finances and we were in a, in a very difficult time. And I remember driving that rickety old car that would be banned these days, but 29 years, 30 years ago, it was okay. Every panel was rattling and the steering wheel was going like that. And, you know, the gears would jump in and jump out. And, but anyway, I was driving that night out. And I said, God, why have you brought me into this kind of situation? There is no future. Myself, my wife, our son. We only had a son at that stage. We love you and we want to serve you. You know what the Lord said? You have decided to serve me the way you want to serve me, not the way I want to serve you to serve me. Two different things. The way I choose to serve Him. We have chosen to serve Him to bless the work in Thailand. And it's good, by the way. We weren't doing anything bad. We were giving out of our finances to build churches, to build this and do that in Thailand. That was our heart to give. And He said, God, I'm going to be a big businessman, a big builder. We're going to bring millions of dollars to, to Thailand. And that night God said, will you serve me the way I want you to serve me? It was like a flash before my eyes, young people. It was like a flash. I was young then. It doesn't look like I've ever been young, but I have. I have. Just believe me. Yeah, trust me. I've got a picture to prove it. And, and so uh, driving that night home, I started crying because there was somebody sitting beside me. I could not see him because I dared not to look who was sitting there. But I knew there was somebody there. A presence of God had entered my rickety, rickety old car. I was driving there and, and I, no, no, I don't dare to look. But he's there. He's asking me, will you serve me the way I want you to serve me? I knew it was a kingly calling. It was not a human calling. It was not uh, understood by my little mind. It was a royal calling. It was called... It came from heaven itself and it is so much higher than heaven and earth is divided. It is right there in the top calling a human being could ever have. As I sat there, I cried. Fear came to over me, a normal fear. I can't do it. I'm not educated enough. I've never gone to a Bible school. I've done nothing, nothing. All the excuses I could put up there. And God said, I only want an answer. Will you serve me the way I want you to serve me? I don't want all these excuses. That night, I committed my life, our life, to serve Him the way He wants me to serve Him. I placed our life as an offering. The Bible says, place it before God as an offering. Young person, God is calling many young people, older people, doesn't matter what the age is, to place your life as an offering before Him to become a catalyst for change in this decade of breakthroughs. But it can only become when, they say, when we say, I will. I will place my life as an offering. I will walk in your ways. I will not decide my future, but I allow you to decide my future. That's difficult. Especially I was a businessman, or we were both business people. 
And then it goes on and he says, embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Embracing what God does for you. What does God do for us? He empowers us. He changes us. He comes into our life. He lives within us. And He gives us a future and a hope. And He leads us, guides us. And He empowers us to bear much fruit. This is your decade to bear much fruit. Because He's saying to His church, Will you do it my way? Will you give your life as an offering? Your everyday life, not the life you are not living today. Many people say, I'll give my life to God. But when this and this and this happens. No, it's talking about your today life. Will you say today, I will give my life as an offering? Embracing what God does. Wow, it's the best thing. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you will fit into it without fit into the culture without even thinking. I was so adjusted to what I want to do, what Eric wants to do, the way Eric wants to build, the way Eric wants to live. I was very adjusted to my culture. And God says, I've got a higher culture. It's called the Bible culture. It's called the God culture that is in the Word of God. Will you live that culture? And then comes the change as we say, I will. I will live my life as an offering. I will do what you've asked me to do. The Bible says, here, here, listen to this. Listen to this. If this did not happen, I would not stand here today because I was so shy. I have a red face. And when I come before people, it goes even redder. It sometimes goes so red, it looks purple. But I was so shy that I could not speak to people. But you know, when God comes into our life, this is what happens. The Bible says, you'll be changed from the inside out. Wow. Anybody want to be changed from the inside out? Anybody changed? That's what happens when you place your life as an offering unto Him. It starts from I will. It doesn't start from anything else. It's so simple. It's your next step. It's my next step. And after doing this about 30 years ago, I still have an I will in my life every day. I said, I will do what you desire me to do. I will go where you would desire me to go. I will do what you will desire me to do. I will speak what you desire me to speak. Speak to me. Show me, lead, you, lead me, oh God. And so therefore we need to readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Will you be a person this day and say, I'm responding to a change. I'm going to have a breakthrough. I'm putting my life as an offering. All my addictions, all my habits, all my uh, self-condemnation. Uh, By the way, when we were worshiping, God was speaking. There are people who live from condemnation from the past years. It's holding you back. And He set you free. And you say, I've done this, but I can't do this. I can't do this. I've done this and this. And today the Holy Spirit is saying to you that you've been set free. He can't even remember what you're talking about. Because he has forgotten them. He has forgotten. He's thrown every sin, every addiction you have had, everything you've done wrong, as far as east is from the west. And when you think of them, he says, what are you thinking about? I know nothing about it. The God is here with his grace and goodness. And he says, I've got a future for you. Recognize quickly what he wants from us and respond to it. Will you respond to what God wants from you this morning? Don't be like the culture around us, always dragging you 
you down to its level of immaturity. The culture we live in around the world drags us down. True? There's not a lot of encouragement around. I have never gone to any place where people say, stop, Eric, stop encouraging. You've encouraged me too much. It's enough. Just, just stop it, Eric. You encourage. No, no, no. The world is hungry for encouragement. The world drags us down. But the Word of God, His Spirit, His presence lifts us up out of that darkness, out of the world that drags us down. So we can be the salt and light in this world. And then it says, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. I'm 64 and I'm still saying, God developed that well-formed maturity from me because often I find myself not so mature. Anybody else here join with me? Uh, anybody? Oh, you're all so mature. I know, I know. Port City is mostly mature people, you know, really mature. You never, you never get annoyed. You never honk your horn. You never, you know, uh, do what you're not. no. God brings that maturity out of us. Isn't it good? You like this? Yeah, I think it's fantastic. He'll do it because I can't do it. And the old Eric is hiding there and pump, pump, jumps up now and then. And I said, get behind me, Satan. That's uh, the old Eric. And uh, God brings that well-formed maturity in you. And the very first step towards change is to believe that you can change. Do you believe today you can change? Do you believe that God wants you to change? Do you hunger for change? Do you hunger to let the past go and walk into what He has for you, no matter how old you are or how young you are? He's got something for you. He doesn't look at your age. He looks at you as a person. You can change. You don't have to stay the way you are because God is a God of change and transformation. Can anybody say amen? amen. Oh, yeah, you do say amen in this church. I was wondering whether you ever say amen. Uh, you do. Because God is a God of transformation and change. Hallelujah. I own that. I take it into my life. I receive it with both hands, with all my heart, with all my mind. He's a God of transformation. He can bring change to your life and bring the best out of you. Wow. I don't believe anybody has seen the best out of them yet in this room. There's so much more. There's so much more that you can do. There's so much more that He wants to bring out of you. Actually, many of your lives, and this doesn't matter how old or young you are, inside of you, there are things that God wants to use and He wants to bring it out of you. But you have said, no, no, it's, I'm not ready. I can't do it. What will the others say? Have you got this syndrome in Port, uh, Port uh, City? Church, we have that in Thailand. What will others say? Have you ever heard that? Yeah. Have you ever thought that? Oh, thank you. I'm not alone. And yeah. So, so what will others, if I say this, what will they think? Have we ever thought, what will he think? Have we ever thought of what will God, maker of heaven and earth, think? 
So he will bring the best out of you. So we can change. Few steps that I want to leave with you. Let go of the past. You have to do this as a decision. I'm letting go of the past. I'm not living in the past anymore. Those thought patterns that were there, I'm saying enough is enough. Unless they line up with the Word of God, I'll hold on to them. But if they don't line up with the Word of God, I let go of the past. And sometimes even the good, the good that we have been doing, we have to let go to move on to something better. There's many of you sitting in this church. You have been serving this church for years or for a short time. But you've loved God. You've served Him. And He said, saying, it is, has been good. But I've got something better. That day when I was night, when I was driving in that rickety-rackety old car. And, uh, and uh, God says, I've got something better. It's been good. It's been good. You journeyed with me. I've been with you all the time. No, no, no. That's not going to go to waste. I've taught you how to live at a whole new level with me. He's saying to you today, the service that you have have given to me is acceptable and I've received it but I've got something better therefore sometimes the good and the bad we have to release number two we have to accept change how many in Port, uh, Port City like love change uh, yeah we all love change as long as I don't have to change the way I eat breakfast in the morning true as long as I can, if you like uh, fish and chips, as long as I can eat fish and chips, you know, uh, or as long as I can put tomato sauce on my steak or with my chips, as long as I don't have to change too much, as long as God doesn't take me to Thailand, or as long as God doesn't tell me, put a little bit more money in the offering, as long as I don't have to do what I don't normally do or what I don't like to do. But God is saying, accept change and say, I accept change. That night when I sat in the car, I said, God, change me. Change our whole family. That started us on a journey and we're still on that journey. And we often talk about that. I wouldn't change a day of it. Has it been difficult at times? Yes, but it's been more glorious than difficult. There's been so many God moments and God's presence is with us that I wouldn't change anything for for all the money in Australia. And there's lots of money in Australia. Number four, walk by faith. You cannot please God without walking by faith. We have to walk by faith. God, you have a future for me. You have a future for me. That the night when I was driving that rickety old car, the next morning I still was driving that rickety old car. And I had to walk by faith and say, God, you got something for us. Trust God, that he's got something more. Trust his word. Trust the spirit of God that dwells in you. Young people, there's a high calling upon your lives. I'm so happy to see the young people all here in the front. And, and you know, it's a high calling upon your life. My dream is that all of you will run past us in serving God and doing exploits for the kingdom of God, changing the world around us. And that's where you are destined. You have a heritage in this church or whatever, wherever church you come from, and you can walk further than we have ever walked. Live, walk by faith, live in the now, walk by faith. Know that God is in control of your destiny.
The world has gone crazy about trying to form its destiny. But ultimately God is in control. He's in control of your destiny. He loves you. He cares for you. He's with you. He's got a destiny for you. He's got a future for you. And this year of breakthrough, say, God, I want a breakthrough to break out of what's holding me back. Can we all stand up, please? We will be sharing here tonight. I urge you to come tonight because I'm going to continue this message in the evening. It's, it's transformed our lives. I believe it will transform your lives. So, so I invite you to come. Uh, maybe that's the change, that the first change that God is saying. Well, I normally don't go to church on a Sunday night. Normally I go to have a pizza or normally we stay home and watch TV. Maybe that could be the first change. And I said, God, I'm going to hunger for you. I'm going to come into the evening service, into the, the, the place where, God, you can speak to me in a very special way. Because I believe that I have a word or we have a word for you for tonight. And you will see uh, uh, what God wants to do in your life. I will continue what I've just started. The morning is not enough to share. But the point is this, that God wants to do something incredible. So as every eye is closed, the same Spirit of God that sat beside me some 30 years ago and said, will you give your life to me to serve me the way I want you to serve me is standing beside you and asking you the same question so that he can make you something more than what you are today. So that you can walk out of what is maybe holding you back for me the things that were holding me back of walking into the future of God was my business was my name was my uh, uh, my desires of being a great builder and none of that was wrong in itself but it became the thing that held me captive from walking into something much more glorious much more beautiful, much more worthwhile, much more uh, beautiful and, and uh, uh, satisfying in God. And he's asking you today this question. I believe he's asking actually every one of us. And in Thailand, we do it like this. We ask everyone to respond because I believe as the body of Christ, we all need to respond together. It's not just somebody respond. We respond as a church because he's saying, I desire for you to break through and become the one who brings a breakthrough into the people around you in this decade of breakthroughs, two levels, personal breakthrough, and then breaking through into a ministry that you've never had to serve his church, serve what God is building on planet earth and say, I will, I will, I will, I will lay my life down 
as an offering on that altar, on that place. Not my will be done, but your will be done. It starts from there. As every eye is closed, I'd like us all, if possible, to raise our hands. And I want to speak a blessing upon you, pray a blessing upon you. Oh, the Spirit of God is so powerfully in this place for you, for me, to do what we cannot do. This year is a year when he says to you, I will do what you cannot do. I will do that. I will set you free. I will heal you. I will release you from your mind and the bondage to the past that you have. Some of you carry a bondage to the past in your mind. He's saying, I want to set you free from that. That's what I do. I will do what you cannot do. You've tried everything. You've tried all kinds of counselings or all kinds of methods. And he's saying, I am the method for you now. It's a new season for you. I will do what you cannot do. I am with you. Father, as our hands are raised towards heaven, to true God and a living God, who's alive today, who is in this place, you are real, you are powerful, you are a life-transforming God. And you live in this place in our hearts by your Holy Spirit. I thank you for what you're doing in the lives of this church. I thank you for the transformation that is taking place. I thank you a whole new generation is rising up as together, as together, as a church, as individuals, we lay our life on the altar of change, on the altar of walking from the past and walking into the future. For God is saying to many of you, for there has been difficult and difficult times, but I'm setting you free from those things that have held you back. I'm setting you free from those things that have held you back. I'm setting you free from those things that have held you back and you will walk into freedom because I am with you. I am with you. I am your God. I love you and I so want to journey with you. I am that I am and I never change. Fear not my children. Trust me, trust me, I am real, I am alive, and I have the best plans for a human being, the best plans for you, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Amen, can we just have the music team come up please, and just keep standing if you would as the team comes.